What is up, everybody? How's it going? I don't know what kind of week you've had, day, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm trying to learn to be more honest, not only with myself, but you know, just with people in general. And I've been catching myself, especially in the season uh, that I'm in, that I just tell people that I'm okay all the time, even though I'm not. And you might be doing the same thing. Either way, I, I'm not okay. I'm not. I Last week, I had a terrible week last week. And it just hasn't been good. And I just want to be honest about that. And I just want to mm, clean slate. And, and it feels good to get that off your chest. It really does. And so, man, it feels really good. And so I want to start out this episode a little differently. I have um, brought this song onto the podcast before, but I want to, I want to, you know, togetherness is, I don't know why that's just so much, like God just put that on my heart, togetherness. We're all in this together, community, and I want to embrace that. So no matter what season you're in right now, what kind of day, week you've had, I just want everybody to come together right now, and I want to bring this song back that I've played before. It's a worship song, and it's just been in my life heavily in this season, and especially in the past week, I've listened to it a lot, and I just want to start out with some worship. Just listen to a little bit of it and just kind of tune in, um, and let's, let's just do this together. Let's just get this thing started. When peace like a Attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever belonged Thou hast taught me to say I love that song so much. Man, it gets me amped up. I I love it. It gives me goosebumps every time I hear it because I know God is always with me when I hear that song. It is well with my soul. I love it. And it's just been a constant on my playlist on repeat. My friend, uh, he sends me uh, a sermon that he does uh, every so often uh, at the church that he goes to. Uh, they'll he'll let they'll let him preach on a Sunday, and he sends me links to them so I can listen to them. And this hap- this sermon that he sent me just here recently, like l- last week, he talked about this song. He talked about it as well at the very beginning. It was it's a great sermon. I'm gonna put the link in the description. It was such a great oh 
Such a fire sermon. It's on SoundCloud. Whenever you click the link, it's going to take you straight to SoundCloud. Oh, he's not a SoundCloud rapper. He's a SoundCloud pastor spitting fire just in your ears for the soul to get you amped up for some Jesus. Man, I, I love it. I love seeing that dude grow. Love seeing your friends grow. That's what's awesome about, about that is like uh, being away and just watching him continuously. Like I remember his first sermon that he ever sent me and then just where he's at now and what God's just done through him and preaching. Dude, you just get amped up for your friends. I'm pumped up for my friend. Just that he's just doing so well. He's glorifying God in it. I just see that God's just blessing it. He's getting way better at it. I mean, it, look, I mean, you got to practice at it. I mean, it's the same thing with comedy, same thing with anything else. You got to keep practicing. And he's doing, he's such a stud. And I, I love seeing him do great things. Uh, I love seeing him do great things through that. And so I'm definitely going to put the link in there. And you have to listen to it. It's, it's amazing watching your, watching, watching that dude just grow over the years and just seeing God do something in his life. is absolutely awesome, but it is well, it is well with my soul, man. It is well. Uh, I think that song needs to be played more in churches. I haven't heard it a lot in churches, at least out here, the churches that I've tried. I've only heard that song played twice in the, I've been here for almost a year and I've only heard that song played twice in churches. I'm like, why do you not play it more, man? Why do you not play it more? We do. I need a. Can you go to church and you know, like, slip the guy like a five or something? Just hey, can you play? You know, get a song recommendation. Like hey, dude, can you? I'm gonna tie the little extra so you can play. Make sure the song's getting played because I love being in worship when the song "It Is Well" is played. As I just see everybody come, the Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Spirit in that place whenever that song turns on. People are just hands in the air. It's just loud. You just it just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit whenever it is well turns on. And I uh, I've been trying to get better about worship. I'm trying to get better with it, and I'm not because at the very beginning of my faith, I was not comfortable with worshiping. It didn't help the fact that I went to a Baptist church, where you know it's not common for. Baptist, they just kind of like just stand there and just look and just stare and their eyes tell the story. But at the more that I've been, you know, getting in the word, the more that I'm trying to grow with Christ, the more I just want to, you know, worship and get into it. Because I mean, I don't have the best voice. I don't have a singing voice at all. And people are like, oh, it doesn't matter how you sing. God, God loves to listen. God loves to hear the worship. It doesn't matter if you have the best singing voice or not. And those people typically have the best voices on the planet. Those people typically, they, they can go on the voice and everybody will slam the button to turn around. Who is that angelic voice? It's no one with the terrible voice that will come up to you and be like, hey, it doesn't matter, man. Worship how you want. I, I mean, I'm still trying to get used to the whole singing thing. I don't sing often. I don't even sing in the shower. But worship, it's completely different. I just feel, uh, oh, but don't worry, Dawson. God loves it. God loves it when you sing. Well, the only thing I can imagine is, is no matter how we sing through God's ears, it just sounds like the most angelic voice ever. It just sounds like Adele through his ears. It sounds like somebody with the best voice possible. Like the best voice ever 
whoever that voice is that has the most angelic, best voice ever, it's like no matter who is singing, they can have the worst voice, God's ears, it translates uh, to this the most angelic voice ever. That's the only thing that makes sense logically to me. And it makes me feel at least semi, you know, content enough to, to be able to try to, you know, sing a, a little bit louder. And uh, it is well when that's turned on, I, I can't stop myself from singing. I got to sing it. My veins are popping out of my neck. I'm in it, in it. But I, I, I also find myself distracted a lot during worship. I don't know about you, but I feel myself distracted a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be better about it, but it's always been just a struggle. I mean, I, I never really think about things during the week. I don't think I have ADHD, but whenever I have, where I'm in, I'm in worship, I have the worst case of ADHD ever. Like the words will be on the screen, everybody's singing or whatever. I'm just like, man. <sighs> Did I turn all the lights off in the apartment? Did I lock the door? What do I got going on this week? And I'm like looking at the screen, but all those things are going in my brain. Like, man, you know, what? what's for lunch? And I hate that. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be better with my worship. Because, I mean, I love being in that and around people um, worshiping. But I just, I want to get better about that. And just, I just have these distractions. Satan's really good about distracting me. Really, really good about it. Especially when the distractions are not necessarily all in the head. It's not necessarily your fault. Sometimes distractions are just placed right in front of you. Like the couple this Sunday. There was a couple right in front of me. You knew they were newlywed. There's a newlywed couple. Because they just couldn't stop touching each other. It was all during worship. They were just like, you know, touching the shoulders. They were constantly looking back and forth at each other. You know, it wasn't like this just, oh, they were hugging or holding hands or whatever. No, they were just like, you, just, I'm like, what are you doing? They kept on kissing each other, leaning down for a kiss. I'm just like, I'm trying to worship here. And I'm having this like, like I know the Holy Spirit's moving in this place, but man, like that, the Holy Spirit, I mean, moving like that right now. No, worship. I'm trying to get my Jesus in my life, get my Jesus on over here. we got these newlyweds distracting me from it. The only solution that I have to it is, is this. I've been to a baseball game three times in my life, not by me willing to go. I've been forced to go every single time. I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I'm not the biggest sports fan ever either. Uh, for the people who've been listening to the podcast uh, for a while, you know. You know what's up. But at the baseball game, I was sitting in the stands and I was just trying to doze. I kind of dozed off because I got bored. And I looked over into the distance and there's this sign, huge sign. And it had a number under it. I don't exactly remember what the sign was or what it said, but it said something to the effect of like, if there's someone distracting or, you know, causing a fuss, contact this number, we'll get some security, and we'll get them out. And I'm thinking, we need that in church. We need a huge sign that has a number on it and says, if anybody's distracting you from Jesus, text this number, we'll get some staff, get them out of here. I need it for that newlywed couple. I would have texted right then and there. Boop, got some staff over there, boom, try again next Sunday. 
well, Dawson, that's really not that Christian of an idea. That's not really Christian of you. Oh, really? I beg to differ. I'm doing everybody else a favor. There might be somebody in there that doesn't know Jesus. And guess what? They might have a newlywed couple right in front of them. Guess what? I did them a favor, got them out of there. Now, guess what? They just gave their lives to Jesus. There might be some other person that, you know, they had a bad day or what. Dude, they're now focused. I'm helping with the distractions. That number, that sign is helping with the distractions. I'm doing everybody in church a favor by doing that. So we need those signs. We need those signs. It is well. It is well. It's been on repeat. I'll roll a blade and listen to it. If you if you haven't picked up from last episode, I picked up rollerblading. It because it's so much easier to rollerblade uh, for me, at least here in Phoenix, because in between the bus stops, at least, because the buses will just miss you all the time. And you'll just be standing there. I don't know if I look like I don't want to ride the bus. I don't know what position I got to hold myself into. Do I have to wave my hand a certain way? Because they'll just pass you. And now you're sitting there. You're like, all right, cool. Well, I got two decisions to make. You look at your maps and you're like, okay, cool. I got to, I could walk. It takes about 40 minutes to an hour to walk to my destination. Or I can wait 30 minutes for another bus to come. And then it takes 20 minutes on that bus to get to that destination. So you're like, wow, would I rather just walk there in an hour or wait and it take 50 minutes by another bus to get there? I started walking. And so I've there's been many of times where the bus has just missed me and I just walked to my next bus stop. It took about an hour. Maybe times over an hour. I think the longest that I've ever walked from one bus stop to another is like an hour. Mm-mm. It wasn't quite an hour 30. It was like an hour 10. Let's put it that way. It was over an hour I walked to another bus stop because I did not want to wait for another bus to come. I was like, if I'm going to be waiting, I will be walking. And so I got me a pair of rollerblades. And it takes that 40-minute trip. It cut it in half. And I now could get there in 20 minutes on rollerblading instead of 40 minutes walking. And dude, it's been the best solution ever. You can make fun of me all you want to, but these legs are going to get ginormous. I'm getting some cardio in. I'm working out. It's amazing. And I got it as well in my ears. I'm rollerblading through bad neighborhoods. Yeah, there's a how Phoenix is set up, or how, or what I've come to notice is just a grid, because in in like the bad parts are just blended in with the good parts. One thing, literally, you'll be going through a good neighborhood, and next thing you know, you're like, "Where am I at?" That I'm not in the good neighborhood anymore. And you're like, "Oh, well, there it is. I'm back at it." And it's just like it's a just good bad, good bad, good bad. You take one bad, you take one turn, you don't even know where you're at. You don't even know what you're doing. And and I noticed that because there's this place in Phoenix called The Zone. And it's like Skid Row in uh, LA. And The Zone is just where, it's just tent cities. It's just a bunch of tents there. And it's shocking. Shocking of what goes on over there. And it's called The Zone. If it has its own name, you know some crazy stuff is going down. And I made the mistake by walking over there 
I didn't even know I was walking through there to get to my next bus stop, but I was just walking through. Next thing you know, I'm just seeing a bunch of people with carts just strolling around. I see just people, just a lot of homeless people everywhere. There's not a, there's just a homeless person, just people everywhere. Not a person that owns a home in sight. Person that has a home, not in sight. It's just all homeless people, tents. And I knew I was at a place because they looked at me like, he's not supposed to be here. Who is that? He looks clean. He doesn't need to be here. So I started getting a little scared. I, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, well, mm. I had my headphones in or my little earbuds in and I was just putting on it as well. And I just, it is well. And they're just like, mm. and I'm like, with my soul. They're giving me the death stare and everything. And I'm like, it is well. And I'm like, it's trying to walk a little faster, walk a little faster. I finally made it to my other bus stop. But man, prayers prayers that's all you can do is pray i don't know what to do like with that it's just so sad but also at the same time it's so so scary because there's a lot of crime that apparently happens in the zone and i've told people in phoenix i was like i've been to the zone i've been through there and they're like you've been where i'm like the zone yeah i know all about it i accidentally walked through there and had to go to my next bus stop. And they're like, you made it through the zone? And I was like, yeah, I made it through the zone. I walked through and made it to my next bus stop. And they're like, hey, getting their friends over. They're asking me, so what's it like? I'm like, what do you mean, what is it like? I don't want to talk about it. This is, <laughs> I was like, it's nothing great. But it made me think, I was like, man, I could like, you know, I could start doing some like zone uh, trips like you know how they do like the safari trips but then I can just take people and like like for some extra side money hustling I just buy a golf cart and take people through the zone <laughs> just slap my sticker on the side of it zone tours zone tours anybody want to go visit the zone I'm just like handing out t-shirts people get in the back they're like oh two tickets to the zone please I'm like we'll go through there this is what it looks like just do some zone tours. I don't know. I'd be praying for that though. I don't know what's going to all happen with that. I but I know not to go back down that area. I haven't rollerbladed through there yet, but whatever. Yeah. So if you're ever rollerblading or if you're ever walking and you happen to be through a bad area, make sure you're listening to some music that brings you peace. Like I mean like listening to it as well. I mean, I I think that is the solution because maybe, you know, you're going to walk through there. You can walk through that area. And if I ever get jumped on my rollerblades, there might be a rollerblade gang. I don't know what's going on. There's some crazy things that I've seen. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a rollerblading gang here in Phoenix. Just out of nowhere, I'm in the wrong neighborhood and there's just some guys just <laughs> sliding. Hey, what are you doing on this part? This is all rollerblading turf. You can't rollerblade on these parts. I'm confused because, I mean, I don't know what a rollerblading gang would look like. I mean, would it be skinny jeans and a, like, kind of like a button up like mine, but they would just do three buttons down? And they would have, like, you know, painted fingernails. Painted fingernails. I don't know. 
I don't know. But that's what I imagine a rollerblading gang would look like. Super tight jeans, painted fingernails, couple buttons down on the button up. Hair, it depends. It depends. I don't know what the hair would exactly look like. Mm. Hmm. I can definitely see some headbands. Some headbands. And a lot of, actually, you know what? Take that back. A lot of hair product. If this is a rollerblading gang, it's going to be a lot of hair product. They're going to just be spiking up their hair. They're going to be having some gauges, some tongue piercings. That's what I see in a rollerblading gang. Either way, they pull up to me and they have a problem. I'm about to get jumped. I'm just going to play it as well. And as I'm getting jumped, just be like, it is well, it is well with my soul. Oh, that's my spleen. Be gentle. I don't know. I just feel like if I, you know, if, if I had to go out that way, I want to be listening to the best songs ever. Or at least listening to like it as well or some kind of thing. Just go out like that. Oh yeah, I'm team. I'm team earbuds everywhere. At least Apple. I'm team Apple earbuds all day. The AirPods suck. Let's just get right into that. It's a theory. It's a theory, and I think it's a really good theory. I don't. I've not seen a lot of people make debates about this, but let's start this debate. I'm willing to go for it. Apple earbuds sound better than the AirPods. AirPods are trash. Oh, Dawson, they don't have a string. I don't have to mess with the string or the wire. Of the mess with the wire. Oh, I will take the wire and half the price all day for better sound quality. Are you kidding me? Spent 200 bucks on Bluetooth AirPods or spend half the price, well, actually less than half the price, spent 60 bucks, which I'm still surprised is that much. I, th- I don't know exactly. Actually, no, I think they were like 30 bucks, which is still crazy, but still. Spend that much money, way less money on that with better sound quality. You do the math. It doesn't take it doesn't take a rocket scientist to learn, oh, I'm gonna go with the earbuds. Well, Doss in the wire. Doss in the wire. I don't care about it. Doesn't matter to me. Apple, fix your product. I don't know what's wrong with the Bluetooth. I can't speak for every Bluetooth, you know, earbud or whatever. Tell me, tell me which one's better. You know, let me know in the comments. Is JBL good? Is Skull good? I don't know. But I just know from Apple products, if I had to go Apple AirPods or Apple earbuds, I'm going earbuds. I'm keeping those things. The sound quality is so much better. It just sounds so staticky with the, the AirPods. I just want to chunk those things. It doesn't sound good at all. Makes my ears bleed. Pardon the interruption. I just got a couple announcements to make. If you like and enjoy this podcast, please show that in the form of liking, subscribing, commenting, even sharing with your friends and family would be much appreciated. Also, linked in the description will be a link to my website. There, you'd find more information about myself. You'd find more information about future comedy shows. And even you would find links of different ways that also you can show more support of my podcast and my comedy, such as a link to my Patreon. There... I've only posted a couple of videos. I just started it, but there will be exclusive content ranging from me vlogging, rollerblading around bus stop to bus stop to even exclusive never before seen podcast episodes that you can only find on my Patreon only. But 
Thank y'all so much uh, for supporting the podcast and supporting my comedy. I love y'all. God bless. It's so hot. It's so hot in here. It's so hot in this apartment. There's an AC limit. Let's put it that way. For the hottest place on the planet, there's an AC limit here in uh, Phoenix. I don't know if it's all for all apartments, but in my apartment, there's an AC limit. It's 74. It's 120 outside. It's 120 outside. God called me to hell on earth. That's where I'm at right now. Hell on earth. And that's where he wants me to be, which is fine. But man, can I crank that thing down any lower than 74? Nope, it maxes out. Why is that? Why? For the hottest place on the planet, you're going to give me an AC limit? Oh yeah, I can get it in Arkansas. Give me an AC limit for that. But for Phoenix, you're going to give me an AC limit? No. It's 120 degrees outside. Do you know what a hamburger's internal temperature has to be in order for you to consume it? 120 degrees. And that is how hot it is outside. I am getting cooked from the outside in. Okay? If I'm out there for an extended period of time, I might turn into a hamburger. I could you I could be eaten. Is what I'm trying to get at. That's how hot Phoenix is right now. That's how just how hot I'm I'm sweating right now. Just man. That's why I said everybody's so angry right now. Everybody's so amped up and just... That's why I, I, that's why I had an angry week last week, probably. I mean, the heat probably didn't contribute to that at all. Contribute. 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 It just gave me a core memory. One time I was uh, I was speaking, or I was... Did you contribute or contribute? Okay. Is it contribute or contribute? I can think it's either way to me. But one time I said, uh, I don't know what the conversation was, but I think I said contribute. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, contribute. Yeah, like uh, I'll con- I'll contribute that or some cash. I'll contribute some cash or something. And they're like, contribute? What's contribute? And I was like, contribute, whatever. I don't know if you get tangled on that word, but please, someone let me know if it's contribute or contribute. I think it can go either way. But that right now, plus the heat's making me really extremely angry right now. It's making me amped up. I want to punch something. Punch something. Gently. Gently punch. I don't know if you can gently punch something, but just... Oh, that heat. It is. I got to listen to some It As Well later. That's what it is. I mean, it's just, it's so hot. I just feel sticky all the time. Just everything sticks to you in the heat. I don't like it. You high-five somebody, you can't get it off. Just you're sticking to the seats. Your skin's just peeling off. I think that would be the sound, the appropriate sound that your skin would make as you're just trying to get it off the hot bench out there at the bus bench. I don't sit on those things anymore because of that. Just my thighs just like Velcro. That That's a better sound. What was that, Dawson? Those were my thighs on the bench. 
Do you like the grid pattern from the bench on there? Oh yeah, I got that nice charred grilled pattern on the inside of my thighs because it's 120 degrees. You want to take a bite? How about you just put some A1 barbecue sauce? Actually, you know what? My thighs are so delicious. You don't even need A1. You could just go right in. Take a take a, take a gander. Take a bite. Do you like medium rare? Because that's where I'm at. Because if you want me to go, if you want a little bit more of a medium feel, you're going to have to let me sit a little bit longer. Give me about 10 minutes. It's... They're ready. They are ready. My thighs are done. My thighs are done. It's so hot. But, man, I haven't been able to sleep well. Because, yeah, I, like I said, I've, I had a bad week last week. It's because I didn't start out with church. I didn't start out with church. And it's because my roommate, the L, because one of the guys that were was a re, it's now an ex-roommate. Uh, we had to get rid of him. Um not not in that way. He's fine. He's just not living with us anymore. I feel like I had to make that clear. But now my other roommate, he like I was trying. I was like, okay, cool. I can get all my stuff out of the storage unit because if you don't remember, I didn't have enough space, so it was in the storage unit. Now we can go get it out of the storage unit. What's your best day? And he said I can only do it Sunday. I was like, all right, cool, fine. Let's go get it. And so we did that last Sunday. And so I didn't start out my week well. You can't do that. Especially when you're going through a tough season anyways. You can't just start out your week like that. I did get everything here, but you can't start out the week like that. And so I was so happy to be able to go back into church this Sunday and be able just to start that week good, start that week great. I mean, I've been reflecting a lot here recently because I'm coming up on a year of me being in Phoenix. And sometimes, man, you know, it's just that waiting and patiently waiting um, and, and have that trust that God is going to come through with whatever it is, something, you know, and you're just kind of just waiting and waiting and patiently waiting. And then sometimes, you know, Satan, and then he swoops in and he just messes with your mental game. He's messing with your stuff. He's just like, man, you see that guy over there? You know, he has a life that, you always wanted like envy don't even get me started with that envy oh man i didn't think i would struggle with it that bad but being out here and you see somebody they're glorifying god with what they're doing and next thing you know they they got everything that you want they got everything that you've ever wanted and you're sitting there you're like man what did i do wrong god and Satan's like, yeah, what did you do wrong? I'm like, man, I did something wrong. And he's like, yeah, you did do something wrong. Remember this, this, and this? I'm like, oh, man, I do remember that, that, and that. And then you just kind of get, it just messes with your head. And then you start, Satan tricks you so much, you start getting a little angry with God. So I was kind of fighting back and forth last week. And turns out, I just... You know, you just don't read your Bible as much as you should. That's the problem with me, too, is I haven't been reading and praying like I need to. People go through those seasons. It's normal. It's normal to not be 100%. It's normal to go through a tough time. It's normal. Don't, don't let 
Satan or anybody else tell you any different. It is normal. And I've been extremely blessed with being able to have people I can call. And if you have that one, consider yourself blessed. If you have that one person you know you can call at any time and you just be able to talk to you and just get it out. Consider yourself blessed. Because there's some people out there that don't have that. And if you're that person, I'm sorry. Call me. Or actually message me. Either way, contact me. Whichever way. It'd be in the description. Contact me. now, seriously. Because I would love to talk to you. Consider yourself blessed if you have that one person you can call. And I do have that one person. He's that... He's that SoundCloud pastor. Love that dude. We've known each other since seventh grade. And he is someone I can always call on. Even though that we are in two separate seasons in life. Our lifestyles are completely different. There's that bond that God has just blessed. That it just never be torn apart. And I know I can call him at any time. And I feel a little bad sometimes. Because recently, you know, I'll call him. And I'll be like, hey, how you doing, man? And I'm just hoping sometimes he'll have like something just a little bit bad to say. Just like he's had a little bad day. And we can kind of relate on that. But he'll just be like, man, it's just good, man, with the wife and whatever. He'll be like, how are you doing? And then I'm just like, it still sucks. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I wish I could say something else, but I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to just lie. And so, and. I just, a lot of stuff happened last week. Uh, just, I mean, I did it to myself, a lot of the things too. I let Satan get to me and I didn't immediately go to God. I started to be like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to deal with it on my own. That's the worst place to be. Just be like, ugh, whatever. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to push through. You're never going to be able to push through. Satan, that's where he wants you. And I don't know what you do when you're really down and depressed, but... I go get my favorite snacks. I don't know if you can tell or not, but my tongue is blue. It's still a little blue. So, 4K, tongue blue. That's what it is right now. And it's because I can't control myself, especially when I'm going through a bad time or a tough time. I just, I can't control myself when it comes to my favorite snacks, my little comfort food. Sometimes you want to curl up with some things like when you're so uncomfortable, you want to try to find something that's some little some comfortable instead of going to Jesus. You know, I go to other things. I go to previous sins that I thought I've conquered. It makes me feel even more bad. And then where do I go? Where do I go straight towards? A bag of talkies is where I go to next. Yeah, praise God for my metabolism because some people are not. They don't have it. Me, on the other hand, I literally, I'll tell you what I do right now. I'll go to a gas, a sad day, super, super sad day. I'll go to a gas station. I'll get a Dr. Pepper, a sleeve of those sour punch straws, and a bag of Takis. And you better believe when I get home, it's immediately straight to the phone and just diving in. Bag of Takis should probably last you maybe a week. It lasts me two days. Actually, you know what? It depends on how bad of a day it is. It might be a couple of hours. Who knows? 
but it's just game on. I can't stop myself. I'm actually, my leg is shaky right now currently because I want to finish off. There's some dust at the bottom of that bag and it's calling my name. It is calling my name and I need it or I don't need it, but I extremely want it, but I'm going to control myself. I'm going to control myself. I don't need you talkies. I don't need you, but man, they are, I don't know what your little, you know, comfort food is, your little comfort snack. I know everybody has a little bit of a comfort snack. Mine's a bag of talkies right now. Man, have you ever fell asleep while eating that snack? Oh, how much worse do you feel the next day? It's never something good. You never fall asleep to eating a salad. I've never heard of anybody falling asleep to eating a salad. Never. Because you at least feel a little bit better about yourself when you wake up. You're like, oh, mm. well, you know what? I did fall asleep eating something, but at least it was this nice lettuce. I mean, I did finish off the cherry tomatoes. I feel great about myself. No, you always fall asleep eating the worst thing. Some like some extra, extra, double, triple, extra layered butter popcorn. Or some Takis. Or the popcorn. I had some popcorn the other night. Have you ever fell asleep eating a bag of popcorn? Worst thing ever. You wake up the next morning. You got like popcorn kernels in your neck. Just just squished in between your neck. Your thighs covered in little popcorn stuff. Bed's all laid out in it. Your hand is stuck to the bag. So you raise your hand up to scratch your face or whatever in the morning and you just get a whiff of butter because it's just all stuck to your face. You just That's exactly what it sounds like rubbing across your face. And you got to peel that off. You have the big old sticky hand of butter on your hand. And you're just kind of looking around, dazed and confused like you just got out of the biggest food coma ever. You're just... Oh, man, what happened? I'm 130 pounds. 130. I finally made it there. Oh, don't, you know, no, don't worry. But whenever that happens, I feel like I'm like 250, 300 pounds whenever I wake up. I gotta go look at myself in the mirror. And it's like that moment in a movie where like you're the werewolf where like the guy turned into the werewolf and then now the next morning he turned back into the werewolf and he didn't realize what he did. He goes looks at himself in the mirror and he has blood on his face, blood on his hand. And he's just like, what have I done? It's the same thing. I have that same experience whenever I do with the, the popcorn. I woke up, went into the bathroom. I looked at myself in the mirror. I had butter on my face, butter on my hands. Just stuck to my hands. And you just look at yourself and you're just like, what have I done? When there's ever a full moon that comes out, it just brings out the worst in me. I just, what have I done? I didn't mean to do it. I just feel terrible. That's at least what I feel like when I just snack a little bit more than I should have. Have my little, have my little comfort foods. It's not bad to have a comfort food, but man. When you just, when it get, man, I, sometimes my comfort food can become an idol. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, <sighs> become a glutton, gluttony, become that glutton. It's not that bad, but I don't know. I just, I just feel bad after it. 
my gut lets me know that I'd made a bad decision too. So there's there's a double edged sword on that. But I just, <laughs> dude, no, I, and I haven't been able to sleep well either. I haven't been able to sleep well. I, uh, I, I don't get it with people that say they need eight hours of sleep a night. I don't get it. You don't need eight hours of sleep. Well, the doctor said that I, the doctor said that there's a, there's an average of eight hours of sleep that you need. A human needs average of eight hours of sleep. Put emphasis on that word average. Because average is for average people. Aver- you need eight hours, you're an average person. I'm not an average person, let's put it that way. I need five, six, somewhere in there. Five, six hours, I'm good. Because I'm God's soldier. I'm not your average human being. I don't need eight hours. I'm up. What'd you say, God? What do you need me? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm here. Oh, what about the other guy? He needs eight hours of sleep. The average guy? No, I'm here. Where do you want me at? God's soldier. I'm ready. Don't need eight hours of sleep. Don't even get me started with the people who need over eight. Really? Oh, I need 11 hours of sleep to be... I can't even get my, through my day if I don't have 11 hours of sleep. No, you're lazy. You need over eight hours of sleep to be able to get through your day. What do you go to bed at four? You don't even eat dinner. You just skip through it. You just dream about food and you think you got enough nutrition in there. I know people who go to bed, like people that are my age that tell me they go to bed like at 6.30 p.m. How do you go to bed at 6.30 p.m.? The sun's still out at 6.30 p.m. You are crazy and have no friends. I That's not, okay, that's a little too far. That's, I blame that one on the heat and the bad week. You got to give me that one. You got to give me that one, but man, you 6:30. Whoo! That's a little that's a little early, I'll be honest. That's a little early. Or that 18, that 1800 for the military time people out there. That's right, God soldiers, you're up there. 1800. That's all I go is by military time because I'm up and I'm ready. At 0800 I don't need 0800 hours of sleep. <laughs> but oh, I've been really praying for a a hug. That's what I've been really praying for here recently. It's just a hug. Man, just a good hug. Because whenever you're going through something tough, you just want a hug. Not just like a, oh, hey, nice to meet you, like you're at a church kind of hug. Like a meaningful, I love you, uh, just hug. That's what I need right now. And that's what I've been praying for. And uh, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what it would be nice. And that's something a phone call can't give you is uh, a good, good hug. And because nothing beats it, nothing, nothing beats it. And I mean, I know there's people that don't like hugs out there, but you just haven't gotten a good one yet. You have not gotten a good hug. When you get a, like just a friend or a parent or someone that you love and they just, man, what a, what a moment. 
is what I'm saying. It's so beautiful. It's so nice to have. And that's what I've really been praying for is, uh, is to have, uh, is to have that hug. It's really, I don't know. I'm kind of getting lost in it. I'm just, I'm now daydreaming about what it would be like to get that hug. It would be, it'd be nice. But anyways, I, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, man, where else are we, where else are we at? Oh, I live, I feel like I also, um, have had that experience because I don't know if ever anybody's heard the term, like you live by curious, is it by, I hate words. I do. I hate words because I don't know if it's by curiously or just, just you live, live through children. Let's just say that you live through children like our adults do, um, with like how much fun, you know, like just, Oh cool. I get to go play baseball or, Oh man, I just, you know, with your kid, you're just, it's just, you know, you get to be a kid. Like that's your excuse as an adult to be a kid. You know, you can't do it anywhere else. I mean, I can't just, I mean, I guess I could, but you would look weird. Um, but it, uh, it, you know, I love, I mean, where I work, I love talking to the kids about what they do with their parents because like, I'm like, Oh, Hey, how do you spend time? Like, like, so what do you like? What's your, you know, parents do for work and stuff. And they're like, Oh, they do, you know, construction or they, you know, they're a nurse or whatever. And, Oh, and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, then, like, uh, what are you doing this weekend? And they're like, oh, we're gonna go. I'm, uh, we're gonna go on a hike with them. And it's, I don't know. It's just a. It's really nice to kind of hear that, and I don't know. It kind of gets me a little emotional whenever I hear uh, kids start talking about what they're gonna do with their family, because I just kind of always wanted that. You know, I. Uh, and. It's, it's nice to be able just to, um, I don't know, I've always wanted to be able, like, to, it's put me in a position now, if I ever have kids, I want to be that dad to where whenever the kid talks to, you know, other kids or other adults, that they're excited, like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with dad this weekend, or I'm going to go, oh, yeah, this is our time, and, or, um. I don't want them to necessarily want them to be a comedian, but I just think it's so cool to build that relationship up so much of where they want to be like you. And it's cool. It's cool. I like it. And it's something that, um, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's very cool to see. And it kind of just brings the, you know, Kind of brings a little tear to your eye. You're like, oh man, this is what a good, you know, good relationship with your kids look like. This is what you know, because those beginning years mean so much. Because can, those beginning years make or break a kid. They really do. And so, I um, I don't know. It really just got me thinking. I really can't wait. You know, I I, I would like to have a family. I would, and it would be fun. Uh, but also at the same time, there's so many good aspects of like, man, just being able to raise your kids and they, I don't know, 
it's a little thought that I had or just something that I was thinking about um, here recently. Uh, I mean, just because, I mean, I work with kids all the time. I mean, every day, you know, I'm with a little group and they just, you know, they're just full of energy, full of questions, full of everything. And I don't know, it's just like, it's, it's, um, they make you think differently about life and like kind of the things that you, that you think are important. And then all of a sudden, then you, they kind of really break it down and the small things make them so happy. Like where the adults laugh at it to them, those little small things, like they don't ask for a lot is what I'm trying to get at. You just don't, they don't need a lot. They just need just this, this, just a little tiny bit. Next thing you know, you just made their day. You know, like it's just, it could be the just simplest things. And so, um, that's, that's just kind of what I've been thinking about too. And I don't know, you just getting, I reread Acts chapter 27. I reread that because that's what brought me out here. I prayed and I told God, I was like, man, I, I don't want to make a rash decision just to go out and just jump out to an unknown area. I want you to speak to me through your word and let me know, hey, I need to be out in Phoenix. And so I reread it and it, I didn't have like this big, like, oh man, I, you know, just this big, huge, I mean, it's not going to always happen like that, but I did have this situation come up that happened of where I started noticing a little bit more bits and details that I didn't notice the first time I read it around or the last time I read it because I've read it a, a few times, but I think the first time I read it, I was so caught up on the word Phoenix. Like, Oh, it said Phoenix in there. And like, I was just so caught up on that. I just went out there and I was so excited, but I didn't read all the other things with it. And so whenever I was a little irritated with the situation that I'm in. I read that back and it kind of was like a throwback in my face. Like, yo dude, I warned you whenever you moved out here, wasn't going to be easy. And I had in that moment, I had no one to blame but myself. Just like, you're right. (laughs) You're right. God, you told me it wasn't going to be easy. And, uh, I'm glad I reread it because it had that constant reminder. Let's put it this way. Go read Acts chapter 27, the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing right now, but there's just bits and pieces of it. You know, like they didn't listen and Paul was like, yo, you should have listened. And, but hey, there's going to be this big storm. And then Paul stepped up. He went from a prisoner to stepping up and he gave confidence through his faith in God. He gave confidence to the sailors that were transporting him as a prisoner to somewhere else these guards and he was giving them confidence like hey the ship is not going to be good but we're y'all are all going to be safe and he kept on saying that don't fear don't fear god's got us don't fear god's got us and i was like wow that's like crazy and then towards the end like how paul got to rome is he had to swim to shore the ship didn't just pull up, but I don't know why I didn't notice this part, but he had to swim to shore. Like he was like literally floating on a piece of plywood 
and made it to shore. Just imagine the imagery to your head uh, in your head, like life in general. Life's that ship. You're on that ship. You're sailing through life, and then you just have these storms coming in. All these storms and crazy things going on. You know you need to be doing this thing. You know you're going through that thing, and all of a sudden, this, you know, it seems like you're on that ship, and the ship is your life. All of a sudden, that ship is being destroyed and being destroyed and whatever, and then slowly but surely, there's no ship left, and it's just a piece of plywood, and you're floating on a piece of plywood, and you make it to your destination. God made uh, God helps you make it to that destination. He strengthens you along the way in that journey. But you made it on a piece of plywood. Like it was tough. Like that plywood represents of how tough it was. Yet you made it. Congratulations. God said he God did what he said he was going to do. He strengthened you along the way. You know, you, your, your life started out with sales. Like, I don't know. That, that's kind of like what makes me think about my life in Conway. I mean, I don't know. That's what just made me relate. Like, my life in Conway was building that ship. Just building it. And I was, like, building my life with Christ. I was, you know, I got mentored. I got on fire for Jesus. You know, my prayer life, my reading life was amazing. You know, I was around friends. We were all spiritually filling each other up you know, praying with each other, absolutely amazing. And we built that ship, you know, I had the big sails and everything. My spiritual life, if it was a ship, it would be beautiful. And I got on that ship and I sailed off to Phoenix. And I'm sailing to Phoenix and I'm here in Phoenix and stuff like that. But that ship is, boom, being torn off. That sail flew off. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, what? what's going on? I'm in some storm and then... Things are getting torn off of the ship and stuff. And I, as of right now, I feel like I'm on, I'm floating on a piece of plywood. That's what I'm trying to get at. In, in this journey, like slowly that ship, you know, just certain things just happened in, in my life here in Phoenix, that wreck, um, you know, going so broke, I had to, you know, live on someone's couch for a little bit, you know, it's selling my car, you know, going into the, you know, you know, really just not living in a situation that I really want to live in, you know, having to take the bus um, now and just all these things happening and that ship just being torn apart of what I had and just that spiritual life just being stripped and I'm just like floating on a piece of plywood trying to, you know, you know, wherever my destination is or wherever God is leading it, I'm on a piece of plywood right now. I'm on a piece of plywood. And you you can be on a piece of plywood right now. Life seems so disastrous. You're like, I don't even know if God's listening to me right now. He is. He is. And I encourage you to keep praying. Keep being in the word. Because I need that too. Pray for me, I'll pray for you. I mean, that's on the exchange. I'll pray for you either way, but like, let's do this. We're in this together. Pray for each other. Two heads are better than one. Group of us together. We don't have to be right by each other to make an impact. But be in that word, be in prayer consistently, and God will give you that strength to keep on going through whether you're floating on a piece of plywood or your ship is just like full on sailing.
you know, and don't be distracted by other people's lives where, you know, they, they're, you're floating on a piece of plywood and their ship is just stronger than ever. And they're going to whatever life they have that envy that fills up in you. No, no. Nip that out the bud. I had to. I felt that envy inside of me and I just had to nip it. Had to nip it at the bud. Done. You can't do it. Because it makes you angry. It makes you not want to pray. It makes you not want to read. It makes you not want to talk to God. That's exactly where Satan wants you. Satan wants to make you isolate yourself and that's where he'll destroy you. And I, I don't want that for anybody. And I only say those things by experience. I only say those things by experience. And uh, it, it's going to get better. I'm trying to say that with the utmost confidence, but God, I know, I know my faith is lacking, but I know God is good. I need to get in the word. I need to be consistently in prayer to, you know, get that strength to keep going. But I know God has something. I know he's not just going to, he's never going to leave you. He's never left me. It may look like that. It may feel like that. But feelings can be deceiving. And it will, it will get better. It will get better. Cling on to those friends that you have. If you don't have any friends, which I don't know if you do or not, um, someone, there's got to be someone that you can talk to. If not, contact me. I would love to let you know that you're not alone. That you're not alone. We're in this life together. And just a couple of days ago, I'm out here wondering the bus stops going, what am I even doing here? If I was gone from this planet right now, okay, what purpose is, 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 am I supposed to be here? Just a couple of days ago, I'm doubting God. I'm having losing all hope. I'm looking at other people's lives. I'm falling into old sins that I thought I, you know, didn't have to deal with anymore. Just a couple of days ago. It could easily happen again. But God still loves you. God still loves me. Don't let Satan take that away from you and make you believe something else that's just not true. God loves you. <laughs> he does. He really does. Man, he does. And I also said that for myself too. I did. Because there's times I don't believe it. I'm like, how can God love me? How can he? I know Jesus died for him, him and him, or her, him, her, them. But there's no way he did for me. 
there's no way he did for me. And it's just not true. It's not true. Don't believe that lie. He's, he's with you through the thick and thin. He's always been with you. He'll never, ever forsake you. And no matter how scared and afraid you get, you think about those blessings. There are blessings in the trials. Trials are blessings, and I struggle with that. I've been struggling with that ever since being out here, trying to get those trials and, and figure out that they're going to be blessings, looking at them as blessings, finding the little blessings in the midst of the trials, trying to be that kid that looks at the little things and, and, and clings on to those little things. That's what I admired about the kids because they took the little things. I'm looking for the big ginormous things. I'm like, God, what are you going to do? I'm like, and he's doing the, he's, there's these little things, little blessings here and there. There's these little things. And I'm trying to get to the big thing. I want the big thing. No. He gives you these little things. And I figured it out this weekend. I had a terrible week, but guess what? The weekend came. I went to, I performed for a birthday party. And that was such a blessing. Because some guy saw me at an open mic, came up to me afterwards, and he goes, dude, I like your stuff. I love that you're glorifying God with this. And then thought that was about to be a done thing. Months go by. I never see him. I never talk to him. He, I get a random text message from him. He goes, hey, dude, my birthday's coming up in a couple of months. Would you perform? I'll pay you to perform on my birthday. That's amazing. That he saw me, thought of me, and for his birthday, he wants me to go perform and do stand-up for his birthday. That would make his birthday as if I'm there. And this whole time, me going through life, I'm like, no one wants me uh, near. I, like, I'm at church and stuff, and I'm just sitting by myself, alone, going on the bus stop, sitting on the bus, alone, laying my head on my pillow at night, alone. Over here, believing Satan's lies that I'm alone and no one, like I'm not doing anything, not glorifying God. No one wants me. And then all of a sudden, this guy says he wants me to perform on his birthday. To me, that just stuck out. I'm like, man, what a blessing. And so that was the beginning of the good birthday. But then... There's this uh, guy, uh, he's my age, and he's wanting, He's doing Christian comedy. He want, He's doing Christian comedian. He's glorifying God with comedy. I didn't get to meet him at CCA, but I heard about him, and uh, I was told we need to get connected because we're about to be this new generation of Christian comedy. You better get ready. Bringing God to the forefront of laughter. That's what's up. He's coming down here in November. And he's going to be performing. And I was just going to meet him. 
That's really what it was. I didn't know what was going to happen with it. We've we messaged on Instagram a little bit like, hey, would love to meet you. You know, typical things like that. But I mean, I didn't, you know, he just got married. You're like, whatever. Like, okay, cool. Like, he's he's a busy guy. He's doing his thing. Like, you know, I'm just going to meet him in November sometime. I then randomly this weekend, I haven't talked to the dude in months. He messages me and he starts out by like, you know, sending me a little voice messages like, you know, like there's a rapper, no big deal. He's a Christian rapper. And he was, you know, asking me, do you pronounce it no big deal or no big deal? And, you know, we were kind of having a laugh about it, about how other people pronounce it and whatnot. And, and he, and, and first off, it's no big deal. It's D-Y-L. It's dill. D-Y-L is dill. It's not deal. If you listen to him, stop it. Because apparently at this concert that he went to, he performed and No Big Deal came out and everybody was chanting No Big Deal. It's No Big Deal, D-Y-L. I have a friend named Dylan. He take the A-N off. It's dill. Call him dill, dill Pickle. We don't call him Deal Pickle. His name's not Dylan. It's Dill. Dylan. I just have to get that off my chest as well. It's Dill. Okay. So I felt bad for him because he had to sit in the lukewarm Christian section of that concert with everybody chanting no big deal. But anyways, we, we started off and sparked off a great conversation about that. Laughed and then he asked me where I was from. I asked him where he was from. And then it just kind of just jumped out of nowhere. He randomly was like, hey, dude, would you like to perform with me on November 9th whenever I come down? Because I'm already supposed to be performing in Phoenix, but would you like to perform with me? And uh, I was speechless. I was like, there's just no way. And he started talking to me like, oh, hey, how he wants to team up. He wants to do skits. He wants to do all these things. I want to have him on the podcast. I think it would be super dope. But these things that I've had in my head, things that I've been praying about, I've been wanting a just all these open mics that I've been going to and it's just, I've been looking for just someone that is a Christian, that's a comedian, that's a Christian, that's glorifying God with comedy, just someone to team up with to be it because you can't do this by yourself. You can't do life by yourself, but at least in this industry, comedy industry, you're not, it's not happening. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it alone. And I've been praying and I've been searching and I found out about this kid I call him kid. We're both kids. Found out about him. I'm like, we need to get connected. I was just like, dude, we're going to, let's go. Be the dynamic duo. I'm excited now. Had a bad week, but then God's like, dude, he's just handing out blessings. Just immediately. Just, I'm like, and all of a sudden it switches into where I'm like, man, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I need to get another bag of talkies because I don't deserve this. And I'm like, no. God's blessing. You've got to wait. Be patient. Wait. God is right around the corner, man. He's not even around around the corner. He's just there. But there's things to be learned, you know, things to be strengthened. I mean, whether you don't see, you may be going through something you don't see. Like, I don't see this how much growth you know, that's going on. I feel like I'm like, there's just like, am I even growing? Other people will let you know. You're growing. You're doing good. 
God's, God's got you. God knows. God understands. And so I'm so excited for November 9th. And I'll be able to perform with him. I'll be able to perform with Christian. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them on this podcast too. I haven't told them this yet because we haven't had a phone call. We haven't had a conversation. We couldn't get on the same page, but I want to have a phone call with him because he was like, Oh, I wish we lived closer because uh, he wants to do skits. He wants to really team up and stuff. Dude, I'm living out of a suitcase right now. I'll be hundred percent honest. I'm, I'm ready. That's maybe where God has me at. Maybe I'm in the situation because I got to be on the move. I got to be just willing to go for it. I'm just, I just feel like I'm like a, a dog tied to a tree. And then yanked back. Happens again. Yanked back. But whenever I get off that tree, man, whenever I get off that thing, I'm just going for it. I'm going all in. Then I wasn't going to talk about it. At least I didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. New friendship, let's put it that way. Another new friendship. It's a girl. Super cool. We've been talking on and off. She knows who she is. She knows who she is. God just brought that relationship together. Brought that friendship. And God, you know, brought that into my life of where you know, it's helping me keep my head on straight. And I just want to thank, you know, thank God, you know, and then also thank you to her, you know, for helping me, you know, build my, you know, stay in there, you know. What I'm saying is, is God would put people in your lives and God puts things in your lives in due time. And you just have to wait. And, uh, you know, those are my blessings. I wanted to end this podcast with just counting the blessings that happened. And uh, I want to thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Got a little bit deeper. Got a little bit more honest. And uh, I appreciate y'all listening to... uh, podcast just support me it means so much i got patreon you can subscribe to it'll be linked in the description that's just more of a way that you can uh help support the podcast i'll be posting random stuff on there an extra episode Uh, i haven't done it yet but i'm going to and uh uh, like, subscribe, that kind of stuff. You know, any way that you can support the podcast and support this, it means much, much appreciated. But I just want to end this off by saying that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. God loves you. Stay in there and 
blessings blessings will come in due time. Just be patient. God's t- dude, God's time is the best. You might think your time is the best. Oh man, God's time is so much good. So much better. It's so much gooder. It's so much gooder. God's timing. But thank y'all so much for listening to episode 70. And uh, I'll see y'all next week.